I <laughs> was fucking creeped out. <laughs> oh, it's, it's really good, isn't it? It is really good. I went in that. I went into that film last night, um, watching Terrifier, watching zero trailers, <laughs> zero, reading zero reviews, because um, you keep advertising about this film. I'm like, I have to go check it out. <laughs> so let's get right into the thick of things here because we got a packed show. Uh, you go by the name the Ginger Horror Guy. Yep. Everyone can find you on Instagram and Twitter. And Just so, recently started Twitter. <laughs> yeah, nice. You got to start somewhere, so that's that's cool. That's cool. So let's get into it. Uh, when did you become a uh, horror fan? At what age? Uh... I'm not too sure to put up to say about 12, I think, about 12 years old. Um, that was when I first watched Paranormal Activity. I think it was the first horror film I remember watching <laughs> on my own, <laughs> which weren't the best idea at the time. <laughs> yeah, Paranormal Activity back in 2007, it started that um, trend with the camcorders because we, yeah. we didn't see anything like that since The Blair Witch in 97. So it was like a decade later where um, Paranormal Activity set a huge, massive trend, especially with it, with its marketing strategy. Yeah. I don't know if you remember because you were young at the time, but the marketing strategy for Paranormal Activity took everybody by storm. They would actually like film the people inside the theater watching this, the, like the very scariest scenes and their reactions which created oh, yeah, people that. to get to the theater on the first day in North America or in Europe too, most likely. And like, if you go back on YouTube, you can find all those um, old, old trailers that Paranormal Activity first did for part one. And it was really cool. What, like, in that particular movie, what's the most memorable scene you remember? When she has to put down the uh, baby powder and then the footprints. That, that that got to me. That did. <laughs> <laughs> how, how how many days uh, were you able to sleep? Like, were you able to sleep after watching that film, or did it took a few days? To be honest, my dad had it on the um, DVD, and I kept saying to him, like, "I wanted to watch it," and he was like, "You're not watching that. You're not watching it." And uh, he was at work the one day, so I took his DVD. <laughs> put it in my laptop and I watched it through my laptop and I <laughs> turned it off after that part. <laughs> a few days after my friends came around and we watched it together all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I remember a lot, a lot of uh, girls in the theater screaming their heads off. I, like, I don't <laughs> even know if it was a comedy show I was in at the time because people were actually laughing during the movie too. So you had like the ones that were scared and then you had yeah. the ones that were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was quite. It was yeah. It was quite an experience, and even myself, like people were talking about that paranormal activity part one for weeks and weeks, and telling everyone to go watch it. Social media went off that because I was in an era where Facebook was already out in North America for about a year or so. Well, anyways, up here in Canada, and all you saw was people's posts about paranormal <laughs> activity. Go watch it. Go watch it. 
it was pretty fun. I think I remember when uh, it first came out, people were saying that um, they was getting possessed while they was watching it, and <laughs> they got they, they, they was fainting while they was watching it, getting taken out of cinemas, and off. So he's, that's got to have been, been like a marketing trick to try and get everyone to go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- that's the thing that you know how it goes with movies, and up until recently too, like they always put the best parts in the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> so it tracks like all the people to like run to the theater on the first weekend and try and make as much money as possible. I, I there was like r- really good scenes all throughout the movie. It wasn't just like one scene in Paranormal Activity. I know um, like when they were watching themselves or the husband was watching the wife get up out of bed mm. and like walk back and forth. That was creepy as hell. I didn't like her when she gets dragged out of the bed as well. I, was, mm. I remember going to bed after watching it and tucking my legs in. I wouldn't. No. Yeah, I, I got to revisit now Paranormal Activity. It's been quite a few years. Oh, same for me. I watched all of them in the theaters, so it's been a while. I haven't watched any, any one of them since it came on digital. So got to revisit that. Is that something you're going to add to your stack? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm looking into at the moment trying to get the DVDs that I've sold on Blu-ray so I can replace them. But it's proving harder than what I thought it would be. <laughs> you have a uh, a nice um, poster behind you there, Evil Dead. Yeah, is that from the original or is that the 2013 version? The 2013 version. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I I actually liked both. Is that your first time ever screening a horror film? Or do you have another one besides Paranormal Activity that you saw beforehand? There was one, but it, it's, I don't think no one's ever heard of it. And it didn't scare me, but it was meant to be a horror film. It was called uh, Terror Tunes. Is that, is that an indie one? <sighs> yeah, it's a really indie film. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll awesome. Just... Is it like more of a UK indie film? Um, I think it's American, to be honest with you. Um, okay. I've only watched it once, but it's the first time I remember. It's cartoons that come out the telly and they try and kill you. And I was just like, this is poor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you have a huge stack of DVDs trying to get Blu-rays. What's your favorite horror film? Standalone. It only Standalone. has like one part and they edited it off of that one part. Oh, I know many. I know many choice. horror films do have like a sequel to it. I'd probably from from looking at my DVDs behind me, I'd probably have to say uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay, if you've watched that, I've seen. I really like that film. <laughs> so, well, what was her? Um, why'd you like it? Like, what kept you <laughs> watching it, staying on that film while it was playing? I think it was something different to what it's it's original it's not something that's been done before i don't think I've, well from the, i've never seen something like that done before and uh it's just the music as well at the end it just creeps me out music in films creeps me out altogether so it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, it's just something that's not been done before i don't think so <laughs> yeah you mentioned music that's the thing like in the 80s and 90s a lot of the score in these horror films they had a lot of play and a lot of character in them to scare the audience, to scare mm. that one person that was screening the film alone. Like the Freddy, I remember watching uh, Freddy Part 1. The score in that film was like another character when you weren't even seeing Freddy yeah. on the screen. 
it, it acted like a second horror villain. Was that yeah, like definitely. Jane Doe? Um, I think it's, I think the song in Jane Doe, I think it's like a 50s music, like 50s, 40s music. Yeah. And I think the same type of music is used in the Annabelle, the Annabelle creation. Okay. That type of music in films creeps me out. And it's in Insidious as well. With that tiptoe through the tulips, that type of music. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Over, <laughs> over the last like uh, fifteen years, you saw a lot of um, horror film franchises, very successful ones. We had um, the Saws revamp, like the horror slasher um, genre. Then we had Insidious revamp, like the ghost paranormal. After Paranormal Activity, but it was more yeah. a higher budget, Insidious was. And then we got Annabelle, I believe that was in 2013. Roughly in between Insidious and Annabelle, we had Sinister. That was really cool. First one What's was your, <laughs> Yeah, the first one was awesome. Going to the next question, what's your favorite horror film franchise? A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, you see, like <laughs> all six, all seven, yeah, all of them. I, I even like the remake or reboot. I even like that as well, which is unheard of. I think not many people like it. <laughs> Out of all those films, what's your most memorable scene in the horror in the Freddy um, franchise? A Nightmare on Elm Street Two when uh, I forgot his name now. When he's dancing and he's got his glasses on and he's in his bedroom dancing and he. <laughs> he pops the thing that just made me laugh to be honest <laughs> or uh, Freddy in Dream Warriors when he's got the needle needles on his hands he's like let's get high and I was just like oh, that was good yeah you actually started <laughs> posting about that right do you have the yeah. actual glove um you, or is that a creation that you did yourself um I had it custom made for me um from a guy who's in the UK um that's <laughs> Oh, that is amazing. He actually created that just for you, eh? Yeah, he, he created it from scratch. Um, he's really good, to be honest. He's uh, wow. he, can make, he makes any prop. He says he'll put his mind to it and he can make anything. So. Yeah, for, for some reason, part one and part three is... Everyone says that's her favorite out of the whole franchise, part one and part three. Um, part two, I actually enjoyed part two. I recently watched... Um, <laughs> One, two, three. I have to get on four now. But to be honest, I enjoyed one, two, and three. Um, two had a lot more action, though, yeah. than one and three did. Because the part in the swimming pool, that was a pretty awesome scene. That was cool. Where, the whole, where he attacked everybody in the pool. Everything was on fire. People were just flying everywhere. <laughs> and I think that's where uh, Freddy looked best as well in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He looked yeah. meaner in the Nightmare on Elm Street 2 compared to the other films. So Yeah, part, um, part one, he, he was actually only on film for around 10 minutes. He wasn't on screen for that long. And what surprised me in part one of Freddy, we actually saw him in the first scene. Yeah. And I and like even to this day when I'm watching it, like I don't even expect to even see Freddy maybe 10, 15 minutes into the film. Because, you know, recently how these horror movies come out. It's like a family moves into a new neighborhood, yeah. move into a new home. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, this house is haunted. But no, this Freddy part one, right away, we don't see any of that garbage. It goes right into like 
the um, girl's dream. And she's dreaming right away. And she's like outside in a creepy um, <laughs> valley or neighborhood. And um, yeah, we see Freddy come right on screen right away, which was a risk. I think yeah. that was a major risk to take. I, in a, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, it's just that I think sometimes in horror films when you see too much of the um, bad guy, I think it ruins the film. I like to the mystery. Mm-hmm. I like to have the bit of mystery of uh, suspen- suspension. Is it? I think. So. Well, <laughs> let's go on to um, Halloween. There. Yeah. That's why I think Halloween after part one to me, I I liked the fact that in part three they never had Michael Myers in the yeah. film. Because I would this past Halloween I went on to go screen four and five and it was just too much of Michael Myers in the film. <laughs> Definitely, I think, um, if I'm honest with you, I think the 2018 uh, version is my favourite version, um, which is probably controversial. I do have controversial choices. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the 2018, I really like that. And, um, obviously the first one, I, when, you can hear, when you can hear his breathing, it's just since yeah. he was there in your spine. <laughs> you know what, the 2019, choice i agree with you on that one um the ones made in 95 98 and there was that h2o yeah i I didn't like those are all garbage yeah (laughs) to me it goes the original then part two then part three and in 2019 those four i could rewatch over and over again definitely I'm the same with you. I'm the same. Could watch all. Yeah, <laughs> and they're coming out with a new one, another one. The Halloween so, Kills. Halloween Kills. So I think this is the end of it, though. Uh, there's meant to be another one after this one. Oh no way! Really? Yeah, the, I think they was making another three. Um, I think it was Halloween, Halloween Kills, and oh, I can't think of what the other one was meant to be called. But they did announce all the names to the, the yeah. new ones that are coming out. Okay. Oh, I do look forward to it. If it's not being pushed, being pushed back again. <laughs> Okay, so so last night I watched for the first time, and this film came out in 2016. They're actually wearing the T-shirt, the Terrifier. <laughs> oh my God! Let me tell you, man, what the fuck did I watch? I was fucking creeped out. <laughs> oh, it's, it's really good, isn't it? It is really good. I went in that. I went into that film last night, um, watching Terrifier, watching zero trailers, <laughs> zero, reading zero reviews, because um, you keep advertising about this film. I'm like, I have to go check it out. Like, this is something <laughs> I need to do before we um, talk on this podcast. I screened it last night. It was a lot of fun. I was like, I felt like a freaking serial killer myself watching it alone. That very first scene where the two girls enter the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> the pizza restaurant. And he, and he goes in there and sits beside them. And he's just staring down the girl, making yeah. <laughs> all those funny faces. Wow. David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently he used to be a mime. He used to be a real-life mime. So you can, you can see why in the film, <laughs> why he's so good. But, yeah, but I mean, I got to now go back on IMDb, read the trivia, 
read the history about the film. I believe it, it does seem like they were going for that mind characteristic. Yeah. And he he nailed it. <laughs> I've got the uh, tattoo on my arm. <laughs> Dude, that is fantastic, man. That is amazing. When did you get that tattoo? Like, what's what's the what's the history behind that tattoo? So, was it after the movie you liked the character so much? Um, yeah, it's basically the character more than the film. The character is just he looks cool. He's cool. He's just it's very <laughs> yeah, it's very original. Yeah, definitely. like the way they did the way the art department did his whole face. Um, even his gums look totally real. Yeah. The eyebrows, he has the hat, even the costume that they come came up with. Like, I've never even seen a clown dressed up like this before. There's a uh, number two is meant to be coming out this year. Um, the trailer's out for it already. I just can't wait. The, yeah. David David Fountain sent me a video message before, which was cool. Oh, and I've got a signed Funko Pop, custom made um, by Jenna Cannell, who plays Tara in the film. So, yeah. And I've just sent off my Dawn Funko Pop to get signed by Catherine. <laughs> um, oh, Jen- Jenna Canal. She's... Yeah. Was she the one that um, she got shot in the head? Yeah, with the, yeah, with the short black hair, skeleton yeah. dress, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, okay. She looked like Nev Campbell, eh? <laughs> Doesn't she resemble, like, Nev Campbell to you? Yeah. She does a bit, to be honest. Now you've mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, when I was screening it too last time, I'm like, wow, she actually looks like Nev Campbell. And I brought up a photo and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it could be twins. <laughs> <laughs> She's also in a Boy Boy Man as well. Okay. Terrifier is one of my favorites, to be honest. Oh, Today. man. The, if you haven't seen Terrifier yet, um, go watch it. It's streaming <laughs> for free on Tubi. And also, um, I don't know, different regions, if it's on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's on Netflix. I check Netflix out. I don't want to do too many spoilers, but is this the same guy that's in Hallow's Eve, too? No, it's a different actor um, from all Hallow's Eve. Okay, but they look the same character, <laughs> yeah. How come? Yeah. Why is that? I I've always wondered it myself. I'll probably have to Google it. <laughs> I'll Google it after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, and and the thing that I love too about this Terrifier horror film too, no one overacted. It, it just blended <laughs> so well together. I cannot really explain it. Like, I'm glad you're a fan of it because I know not many people are. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. Why? Who? What have you been hearing from other people? Why are they not a fan of this? I, th- I think it's because it's low budget. It's uh, it's like an indie film. There's not many fans of indie films, is there? To be honest. <laughs> yeah, this but, is a lot better than the horror high high budget films I've seen in yeah. the last year. <laughs> better than quite a few, to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, summary of the Terrifier on Halloween night, Terra. Hayes finds herself as the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. I would love to see an actual um, prequel of how he became to be this clown. Definitely. I think, I don't think he's not human, obviously. No spoilers, but I don't think he's not human. So I'd like to see how he came about. There's no Um, way he's human just because of the whole ending. Yeah, no I'm not gonna, no I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. 
Um, we already said there's a Terror Fire 2 coming out, but you'll have to see for yourself why. I'm just going to bring up some um, trivia here regarding the uh, the Terror Fire since I, I, like, again, I went into the movie, didn't watch <laughs> any trailers. Um, I didn't read any reviews, so it, it's pretty cool. So actually, here's a fun fact. In 2011, there was actually a short film called The Terrifier. So this movie was based off that short film. I've never actually, seen the short yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's on YouTube. I'll have to find out for ourselves. I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look after. Yeah, yeah. And um, going through this list here, uh, here's a here's a fun fact. The jack-o'-lantern shown in the pizza parlor is CGI. Director Damon said he wanted the scene to have more of a Halloween feel to it, so he added it in post-production. Okay. Oh. I don't I don't remember seeing that, the jack-o'-lantern in the pizza um, parlor. It's when... I, I don't want to give no spoilers away, but... Uh, it, when the cleaner comes out of the toilet and uh, he looks on the side... And, uh... Oh yes, yes. <laughs> okay, it was an ad scene. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one, uh, another fun fact here in the trivia section on IMDb. The ambulance that drives past Dawn as she listens to the radio broadcast in the car was unplanned. That was a real ambulance that drove by. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a low, being a low budget film, you make use yeah. of anything you can get while you're filming, I guess. That's amazing. Oh, that's talk about timing. <laughs> that's amazing timing. They even actually have to get a real ambulance. That's that's pretty cool. And then let me go on to this one here. Um, the scene in the pizza restaurant was originally meant to take place in a burger restaurant, but Damien changed this when he realized that both Jenna and Catherine are vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> It actually worked really well though in the, in the, yeah. the um, pizza parlor. And where the whole movie actually takes place in that grungy building when she has to go to the washroom super bad, coming yeah. out of the car while they're waiting for her, her sister. That, and that's another thing that I wanted to tell you. <laughs> I'll bring that up right after here. That grunge place, I actually want to go visit that. Where, where was, yeah. Where's the location of this film, by oh. the way? I do not know. <laughs> um, let me bring this up quickly. Um, somewhere in America, for sure. Because it looked really grungy. I mean, if I can do like a road trip there, I will go and try and find it. Oh, they just say the country of origin, United States. They don't actually oh. tell you the location. Oh, come on. I think... Damn it. Oh. I think... Um... Without giving uh, any spoilers away, that scene as well when um, he's got the hacksaw. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> oh God, man. I don't know how I did not close my eyes for that one. I think because of watching so many Freddies and Chuckies, I just yeah. used to see <laughs> that scene. But anyone here who's a new horror fan, go watch The Terrifier, but I don't recommend it watching it alone. <laughs> <laughs> it does like, creep you out. It, it does exactly. It creeps you out. It's it is gruesome. I'm gonna um, mention that. And again, here's another thing that question that I had questions to while watching the movie. Why the hell did it take Tara's sister almost an hour <laughs> to get to the scene of the crime? 
I was like, are you kidding me? Like, they called her at the beginning of the scene before she had to go <laughs> do her business, man. What I've was up wondered, with that? I've always wondered the same. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, a, a fun fact, uh, I used to be afraid of clowns. <laughs> they used to be my worst fear. Oh, shit. What got you out of that fear? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, like... Th- Today, someone comes up from behind you or pops out of a closet with a clown mask. Your fears are fully um, vanished yeah. or you still get scared? Oh, no, it doesn't bother me no more. Um, I think it was, obviously, I had the fear when I was younger and my dad was always pestering me, you need to watch it, watch it. And I was, yeah. like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not watching it. And then I actually sat and watched it and then that was it. Fear was gone. I was like. And that was the original <laughs> it. Yeah, the original list I got. Then, then I went and got it tattooed on me. <laughs> nice, nice. On your uh, upper sleeve there, or you have it? I've like... got, um, I've got the original one. Holy tattooed, shit, yeah. dude, that is amazing. And then um, I don't know if I can flip the camera. You found yourself an awesome tattoo artist. But the, if you can see it, <laughs> the uh, 2017 Pennywise. <laughs> Yeah, that, well, the 2017 Pennywise, that was really fun. I'll, I'll never forget the opening weekend for that one and the marketing in Toronto, Canada. They actually nailed it with the advertising here. They had, like, red balloons all over the, uh, downtown Toronto mm-hmm. here, and they actually had, like, clowns dressed up. Like, I think it was going on for two weeks before the movie came out. In over in the UK, we just had it in the cinema. So in the cinemas, you would add uh, the red balloons. But then when the film came out, people were buying clown masks and going around scaring people. Just random people doing it. So, Holy shit. So it was in the news and the police had to get involved. <laughs> and <it was> just <laughs> That's the UK for you. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> well, walking to the theatre, I remember we bought like red balloons. We were holding them. <laughs> And, and and it was really weird. I wanted to bring this up, too. So part one in 2017, opening day, I mean, opening weekend, we went on a Sunday afternoon and it was sold out. And we thought that, like, it, too, was going to come out the next year, the following year. Yeah. And the why we thought that, too, is because it's always good to keep that momentum going. Like, part one did so well. And the momentum leading up to the film yeah. on opening weekend Everybody was talking, posting, taking photos with the with the balloons on the streets, even beside the clowns that were dressed up. But why on earth did they wait two years to come out for part two? They should have released it the next year, followed the same formula that the Saws did. Yeah. Because by then, by the time, yeah, by the time 2019 came, everybody else, everyone was already on different things by then. With, uh, to be honest, with how long the take the took to uh, get part two out, I thought it would have been a lot better than what it was. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. a fan of part two. <laughs> no, not at all. It, tr- it tried to be a comedy, Yeah, I feel. Too much CGI as well. I think CGI ruins film sometimes when it's too much of it. Way too much yeah. CGI yeah, in that film. definitely. That, and that's what I mean. It was more an adult film than a kid film, part two. And it just... they overacted i think they were over over the acting they tried to be funny when it wasn't funny there's just so many things going on i wasn't a fan too many things (laughs) going on and then all of a sudden like then then you had the story where 
the one actor got abused in a relationship. Yeah. It was just so many, like, too many things going on in that film in part two, but part one was was awesome with um, yeah. the Stranger Things kids were in that film. <laughs> I've never watched Stranger Things, to be honest. No, no. It. Part, honestly, season one and season two are really cool. Uh, once season four comes out, I'm going to watch season three. I haven't even watched season three just because it came out, what, like two years ago? And I'm just going to forget everything yeah. about it if I were to watch it. So I, um, I said, I'll watch Stranger Things part uh, season three when season four comes out. We've, um, you know, walking out on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big shout was, out to him, by the way. Yeah, cool dude, cool dude. Uh, I was talking to him and uh, he, he keeps pestering me to go and watch it. And I said, I'll watch it, but I'm only going to watch it because Robert England's in the new series. Yes, yes. So that's the only reason I want to watch it. <laughs> so when, so like a week before or two weeks before season four comes out, watch season one, two, and three. It's 10 episodes a season. So it's fairly quick. Each episode's yeah. roughly 45 to an hour. But, I mean, they are fun. It brings back a lot of childhood memories, especially um, <laughs> season two does. So I remember watching season one in 2016, and it was like, this is amazing. We've never seen anything like this before. Because it was like a feature film, but just yeah. put into like a season. So, I will watch it. I just want to yeah. watch it because of Robert England. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I really wonder what... Um, is he going to play like a prisoner in that f- season? I've, I've not heard nothing about it. All I've seen is that um, Robert England's going to be in it. I just assume, yeah. I assumed that it was just going to be like a cameo, like you'd see him in one episode and then that would be it. <laughs> well, okay. I hope he has got a big part. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I asked you this question yet. What's your, so what's your favorite scary movie like of all time? Was it, was it the Freddy 2? Was that your favorite scary movie? What, the one that scared me the most? Sure. Yeah, like your favorite like scary movie movie like every horror movie that you have in that stack like what was a, the scariest one you'd feel the conjuring the first one okay yeah i'd say the conjuring the first one <laughs> why is that it, it just i don't know how to explain it it's it's in, it just gives me chills every time i watch it Do you know when she's chasing her daughter when she's possessed with the little cracks oh, it, yeah it just <laughs> I mean you see because we've in our bedroom we've got a big wardrobe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, my fiance says to me she's like it reminds me of the conjuring when she's on top of the wardrobe the demon is I'm like don't say that <laughs> <laughs> holy smokes man but yeah I really con- love that film and I so think there really was good. actually r- real um, paranormal happening on the on the scene there Really? When they were filming. I know I read about it in 2013. Uh, I'm just going to bring up some facts here quickly. So, um, quickly here. So, when the movie... Okay, yeah, here's a fun fact. I, when the movie was shown in the Philippines, some cinemas had to hire Catholic priests to bless the viewers before showing it. <laughs> this was due to some viewers having reported a negative presence after watching the film. The priest also provided spiritual and psychological help to the viewers. Wow. I can actually see that happening after watching that film. 
you'd, you'd think all sorts is up with you if you watch that film. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring up... Oh, here's another one. The state of Rhode Island does not require home sellers to disclose document documented histories of a location's criminal activity, let alone alleged paranormal and supernatural hauntings to potential buyers. This is why the parents were unaware of all previous events. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Because the home was based <laughs> in Rhode Island, that's yeah. why they didn't know. Of, and they were unaware of all the events that happened in the home. Okay, it makes sense. Wow. Um, oh, wow. The film broke box office records after bringing in a total of $41 million during its opening weekend. It stands as the third highest grossing opening weekend for an R-rated horror film behind Paranormal Activity 3 and Hannibal in 2001. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't know about that, about Hannibal. <laughs> I didn't think Hannibel would do, I mean, Hannibal. Hann- Hannibal. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. thinking of Hannibal as well. <laughs> I didn't think Hannibal would be a number one, to be honest. No, I didn't either. Not in no. 2001. No. I think, I think the scarier films. <laughs> yeah. And The Conjuring <laughs> made a total of $137 million at the domestic box office. In North- wow. no, that's not bad at all. Wow. Wow. Here's another cool fun fact. Um, the real Annabelle doll was actually a used Raggedy Ann doll that was bought by Donna's mother at a hobby shop and was known for not only leaving notes on parchment when there was no parchment around but also attacked a friend named Lou by mysteriously leaving claw marks on his chest the makers of the movie decided to make a more sinister looking doll of of porcelain for the movie didn't know that I I I saw the doll, the real life doll because I would love to go to see the Warren's house house in real life Um. And I was looking at some pictures, and I saw him with the real-life Annabelle doll, and I was just like, it doesn't look scary at all. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot have any dolls in my home. I've got an Annabelle I, doll, to be honest. No, you don't. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> Let's see this. Me. Me. That is creepy. <laughs> and I've got a, a signed Funko of the Bonnie Aaron's. Wow, the nun signed <laughs> everything. Wow, are you going to be sharing all this stuff on your uh, on your Instagram and Twitter? Um, I've put all the every time I get new stuff, I post it on my Instagram, um, Twitter. To be honest, it's hard to try and get followers on Twitter. It is. Twitter is really difficult. Um, so it's, it, I'm just trying to boost my Twitter up as well at the moment, but. <laughs> It, it's proving hard. <laughs> it is. It is. So, yeah, yeah. So, if you want to go see the Ginger Horror um, stack, his horror collection, go to his Instagram page. <laughs> what's the What's the Instagram handle? Um, Ginger Horror Guy, the, the Ginger Horror Guy 98. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. And I'll add those all in the links as well, where everyone can have fun scrolling up and down looking at your horror collection huge just, just horror collector <laughs> so much no, you, so you you really like the nun eh like looking by that collection there how, um, the how, character, how did you find the nun I like, yeah i like the character but the film not a fan <laughs> i agree i'm the, not a fan yeah. of the film. honestly <laughs> after the film ended i was like what 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 did i just watch <laughs> I was the same. I watched um, The Conjuring 2. 
when you first see the nun, and I was I was so looking forward to watching it. I was like, the nun, it's going to be really good. I went on opening day to go and watch it, and I sat ten minutes after the film had finished, just like, what what have I just watched? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That is actually hilarious. Guy thought the same thing too. I'm like, I just wasted like over an hour and a half of my life <laughs> that I'll never get back. <laughs> I think uh, in the Conjuring too as well, the Crooked Man. I wasn't a fan of the Crooked Man when you see the Crooked Man. Oh, okay. I think it ruined, yes. ruined the film in a way. I was just like, there was no need for it. No, no. I honestly, to be honest, I like the Insidious franchise. I didn't like the uh, the last one that brought out. Was it the last key? The, the, yeah, yeah they, I didn't. It was rushed. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Uh, the first three, big ma- massive fans of me, especially the second one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> first and second one were good. I believe they could have just left it at one and two. Yeah, they didn't have to go three and four. The one about bringing out a fifth one as well, didn't they? I saw um, oh, number five's in the on. works. I think they should just reboot it at yeah. this point. Do a, leave it. A, yeah, just leave it. Do a reboot. <laughs> no one cares anymore about it. Um, I'm on the Conjuring 2 here. So the Conjuring 2 rating got a 7.3 on IMDb. And it actually, budget-wise, was $40 million. Opening weekend, domestic made forty made its forty million back. Wow. <laughs> um worldwide gross three hundred and twenty million. That's not bad. So Codring oh. one and two were actually actually really good. And um going to the trivia here now for Codring two. I'm just gonna find something interesting here. So the opening scene where the Warrens are seen partaking in a scent Science in the Amityville Horror House. I did not know that. In the the Conjuring Two, yeah, yeah, it's when she sees that. Um, I think it's a little boy in one of the bedrooms, and she, the guy with the shotgun at the beginning of the film. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you okay. see the clip of him shooting them while they're in bed. Mm-hmm. Lauren mm-hmm. <laughs> is seen wearing a trench coat and a skirt. Inspiration for this costume was taken from what the real Lorraine Warren wore during a seance in a real-life during the Amityville case. She wore a replica of the outfit down to the styling of her hair. I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you be freaking scared to even <laughs> yeah. put that shit on? Definitely. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> you, you just wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Man, mate, that is crazy. Like, yeah, even to dress up like that for Halloween, I don't think <laughs> I would want to even even bring a date wearing that, man. I dressed up as Pennywise, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> you think you have a dress up as a terrifier? I'm working on it. Um, I'm, I want to get the terrifier mask, but I think is it Trick or Treat Studios over in America? Um, and yes. Mad, mad about horror in the UK. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. mask for Art the Cloud, it's not the best, I don't think. Um, but if I do buy one, I'm going to find someone who can make it more realistic. And then okay, okay. I'll, I'll buy the suit and then hopefully get some <laughs> pictures done. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that would actually be a really cool photo shoot. Yeah, did you see my pictures of uh, the strangers with the masks? I love the strangers. Yeah, so let's talk about <laughs> the strangers. You're a huge strangers fan. What yeah. did you love so much about the strangers? 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say uh, Christina Hendricks. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it's, uh... I remember um, a family member of mine told me she brought her daughters to watch The Strangers and people were actually walking out of the theaters. Is that true? Like, when did you watch Strangers in the theaters? Um, if I'm honest with you, I, I haven't watched it. I didn't watch it when he first came out. I watched it um, only a few years ago, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I got recommended to watch it by someone. And ever since I watched it, I was, I was, I've been a fan. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the Strangers 2? I think that's better than the first one, in my opinion. Seriously? Yeah, the soundtrack gets me. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> I really enjoyed season, I mean, uh, part two of The Strangers. Yeah. And I got to revisit part one because I know I watched that over 12 years ago because it came, yeah, it came out when, 2008. And um, people here in North America were walking out of the theater because they were scared <laughs> shitless. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, part two, I like the scene where at the end when he's uh, at the swimming pool and he's getting chased with the axe and you've got Bonnie Tyler saying, tur- singing Turn Around in the background. It's just a weird- the music going with it. It's just works in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can find The Strangers on Prime Video while here in North America, most likely in the UK too. You can find it on Prime. It's only an hour and 26 minutes. Don't go by the rating. I actually enjoyed it. Um, like, so part one actually did get a higher rating than part two. I don't know why, what the reason <laughs> is behind that. But um, let's read some trivia here. According to director Brian Bertino, the film is partially based on an incident he experienced as a child. One evening, a stranger came to his door, asked for someone who was not there, and left. Later, Bertino found out that the other homes in his neighborhood had been broken into that night. Wow. That's probably why in the film she says he's Tamra home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's another fun fact. During the film, in order to get an actual reaction from live Liv Taylor, director Brian Bertino would tell her where to expect a loud bang from, but would then have the loud noise come from a completely different direction. You remember that from any of scenes from part one? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scene from from part one? <laughs> when uh, he's hiding with the shotgun and his friend walks past and he shoots his friend instead of shooting one of the strangers. Okay. Thought, okay. Oh, yeah, that that part got to me. I was just like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, oh, what the hell? Kurt Russell mentioned this movie always scares him. Oh, wow. Kurt that, Russell. And that was back in 2017. <laughs> yeah, he referenced that on the Late Late Show with James Corden back on April 28, 2017. Wow. Huh. So that was kind of recent. <laughs> it must be good cool. then. <laughs> yeah. And here's another one. Uh, the filmmakers tried to design the house as one that your brother could have lived in that you could have grown up in in order to make the audience feel more attached to the film. You know, I've like, so as I can remember, the villains, they don't say a word. No. Is that correct? They don't say anything. Only, only, only one, I think says something. Um, in the first film anyway, the, the one with the blonde hair, she obviously, she says he's Tamra home. And when they say, why are you doing this? She goes, because you were home. 
Mm-hmm. And then in the second one, you see the one with the black hair. She talks as well in the second film. Um, I don't think the man in the mask speaks at all. <laughs> Holy shit, eh? But um, I've got the... Well, I did have the um, Stranger's Mask of the man. Um, and I've got a custom pop vinyl of him. And um, they've both been sent off to go and get signed by uh, Kit Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you purchased the mask or did you home make it? Um, purchased it. I purchased all three of the masks for um, £29 over in the UK. So I think that was a pretty good price. <laughs> yeah, for all three, that's definitely a good price. Wow. So you've already dressed up for Halloween for this year, I believe, then. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. I love that mask. No, that's then, creepy, obviously. Man. Let me see that <laughs> Freddy Krueger poster. Oh, it's a canvas. That is, oh, it's a canvas. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> right, I've got some, I've got some uh, pretty decent stuff. <laughs> No, I remember that. <laughs> How did you get that Terrifier poster? Um, it's actually an artist, isn't it? Um, it cost me like £30, I think. Um, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> That's it? £8? Wow, Art the Clown. <laughs> you must have digged for that. Like, was that easy to find? No, um, no. Um, Bobby Knox Customs, if you check him out on Instagram. Um he makes pretty cool customs. He's made all my custom pop vinyls. Holy shit, mate. That's signed as well. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Then obviously, obviously uh, my Tara one. <laughs> <laughs> Tara. Oh, and he custom made that one too then? Yeah, he made that one and helped me get it signed as well, boy. <laughs> yeah, so this is the one that you posted about that you recently had someone sign yeah. the Funko. Yo, oh gosh, <laughs> That's such an amazing feeling. Definitely. Did he, got, did he take Did he take a photo beside her? Is that the Is that the one? Yes, yeah, she uh, took a photo with it, holding it, and yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, where's this artist based? Where can we find this custom Funko artist? Um, on Instagram, um, he's under Bobby Knox Customs. Um, Facebook, Bobby Knox Customs. I don't think he's on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't go to anyone else for more custom pop vinyls, to be honest, to be honest I should say. Okay, really I'm going to have to get um, the the link from you to that so I can also put his and, um, credentials in this podcast notes. He does ship to America as well. He ships all over the countries, all over the world, basically. All over the world. If he can. Wow. Okay, <laughs> so. I got I to gotta think of um, some creations now. <laughs> but yeah, I've got quite a few song stuff, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to end this podcast, I'm gonna yep. ask you now. Okay. And this is probably a hard, hard one to answer. What is the your favorite, favorite horror tattoo on your sleeves? <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> it's a tough one. I love, I love asking tough questions. It's all ever got to be my ghost face tattoo. Because Where's you got that? a. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yes. That's but you can awesome. see Sydney in the knife. <laughs> Sydney in the knife, too. Or uh, obviously my. Oh, the wow, the terrifier. Man, oh man. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let, I just want to see here if I can. Can I get a photo of, of those tats? Do you mind? Jump, no, no. If you can get a good one, that is. Yeah. Huh? Yes. One, two. Okay, and I'll do the, the ghost face one. 
Let me see here if I have it on portrait. Um, I'm just gonna, no, it's better on regular photo. Okay, hold on. Wow, mate, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. That was great. <laughs> so, um, where can we find you on Instagram again? I am on Instagram, the ginger horror guy 98 and on Twitter, I am ginger horror 98 <laughs> it was taken so <laughs> i couldn't have it so go yeah. follow him he has a lot of great um, content every single day he goes in hard he's working hard to boost up the horror <laughs> genre on instagram and he's a wonderful guy cheers mate you too you too